All right, I'd like to call the January 9th, 2023 regular meeting of the Shoreline City Council to order. Will you please join me in the flag salute? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Will the clerk please call the roll? Mayor Scully? Present. Deputy Mayor Robertson? Here. Councilmember Ramsdale? Present. Councilmember Mork? Here. Councilmember McConnell? Here. Councilmember Povey? Here. Councilmember Roberts? Here. I'd like to proclaim that January 16th, 2023 is Martin Luther King Day here in Shoreline. In accord with our hybrid protocols, we are no longer reading the proclamations aloud, but it, uh, it is uh, officially dedicated as January 16th this year. Next up is approval of the agenda. Are there any questions or comments on the agenda? Seeing none, the agenda is adopted unanimously. Next up is report of the city manager, Mr. Ellington. With Green Shoreline Partnership coming up this weekend in our parks, on Sunday, January 15th, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., there will be a planting party at Twin Ponds Park. And on Monday, January 16th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., participate in a Martin Luther King Day of service at North City Park. Tools and gloves will be provided. Proof of vaccination is required. Find a links to register for events and more information at shorelinewa.gov forward slash calendar. A reminder that the PROSA plan online open house is available through January 27th. As we work to update the parks, recreation, open space, and arts plan, we want to ensure that it reflects the voices of Shoreline community members. The plan will help guide how money will be spent and what services the city will offer over the next six years. This is just one of the ways through which we will ask for feedback from the community. We have other opportunities for public participation throughout the planning process this year. Visit shorelinewa.gov forward slash prosaplan for more information and to access the open house. In recognition of Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, January 16th, City Hall and Richmond Highlands Recreation Center will be closed. Spartan Recreation Center will be open for regular schedule. City Council will not meet next week due to Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The next City Council meeting will be held Monday, January 23rd. The Planning Commission will meet Thursday, January 19th at 7 p.m. in the Council Chamber and online via Zoom. The full agenda will be available on January 13th. To see the agenda and get information on how to participate in hybrid meeting, visit shorelinewa.gov forward slash calendar. And finally, today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and I want to take this opportunity to thank all of our law enforcement officers. From all of us at City Hall, we would thank them for their continued dedication to serving, protecting, and connecting with our community. Today and every day, we recognize your commitment to Shoreline. And that concludes the City Manager's report. Thank you, Mr. Ellington. Next up is council reports. Are there any council reports? Councilor Povey. Uh, thank you, Mayor. We resumed the seashore uh, transportation forum meeting. Uh, the agenda was very light, uh, but um, Council Member Kosova, uh, Philippa, and I were maintained as co-chairs, and so I'll be continuing to give reports on that. Thank you. Congratulations. Any other council reports? 
add a couple of things. Uh, good news in terms of funding for the 148th Street pedestrian bridge. The federal government has came, come through for us previously, and we just got word that the state government, there was an issue with not whether we were going to get the funding, but when we're going to get the funding, and it's been placed upon the priority projects for next year by the Department of Transportation, so hopefully that funding will come through. Still is a small shortfall, but staff is working diligently on it, and I am cautiously optimistic that we will be able to get that uh, finally done. A couple of other announcements. Um, seeking volunteers, council member volunteers, to serve on a subcommittee to interview candidates for open positions on the Parks and Tree Board. If you can just email me directly by the end of this week, by Friday, I'll make an announcement on Monday as to which three council members will be on that. We can only have three due to quorum reasons. And finally, many of us are planning to attend the NUSA North Urban Human Services Alliance award ceremony. The city is being honored. If everybody can please let Ms. McCloskey know if you're going to go. If we have four members there, she needs to announce it as a meeting uh, if we get a quorum. Um, so with that said, next up is public comment. It's an opportunity for members of the public to address us on any item on the agenda or any item of concern. It's my understanding there is one person signed up for remote, which means she will have uh, three minutes to address us. And whenever you're ready, Ms. Simulchek-Smith, please administer the public comment period. Yes, this evening, Erika Street is signed up. Hello, can you hear me? Whenever you're ready, Ms. Street. I'm not muted. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, we can hear you, Ms. Street, whenever you're ready. Okay. My name is Erica Street, and I am here tonight to ask that you prioritize eviction, prevention, and pass legislation that will protect shoreline renters. I was raised in shoreline since I was one years old. I went to college in California to become a nurse and started my career there. I returned to shoreline with my young daughter when I was going through a divorce in 2007. We rented a house and then an apartment while I was teaching nursing at Seattle University in labs during the summer. But in 2018, I changed jobs, and although my salary stayed the same, my new position was year-round and did not allow me to take on additional work in the summer. My health insurance premiums also were more expensive. What I made during the summer teaching labs was not a lot, but it made a difference. When I, without this additional income, I was unable to stay in my apartment, and we had to move to my family home with my parents. We were lucky to have this option. So many people do not, and would become homeless in this situation. I hope you can see how small changes in income and expenses can make living in a safe place and affordable. Now I have been battling cancer for the last year, and I am disabled. Here in Shoreline, we are in desperate need for more deeply affordable housing, and we are also in desperate need for rental protections to make sure people who have housing can stay housed. Fair and reasonable rental protections minimize displacement and help ensure smoother transitions and increase stability for families and children. Please look at Kenmore and other cities in King County that have already implemented tenant protections, such as requiring longer notices, rent increases, capping late fees, and closing the just cause loophole. Shoreline can do more to protect renters and make housing more affordable. Everyone should have a safe and stable home. This will make our community safer and a better place for everyone. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Street. Is there anyone else? No, no? one. All right. Uh, next up is the consent calendar. Deputy Mayor. I move approval of the consent calendar. Second day. Will the clerk please call the votes? Mayor Scully. Aye. Deputy Mayor Robertson. Aye. Councilmember Ramsdale. Aye. Councilmember Mark. Aye. Councilmember McConnell. Councilmember Poby. Aye. Councilmember Roberts. Aye. Councilmember McConnell stepped out, so the vote passes unanimously six to zero. Next up is study item 8A, which is a discussion of resolution number 503. It's my understanding that Ms. Muir will be presenting remotely. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Melissa, so we, I see that your camera's on, but we can't see you and we can't hear you. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can We can see you as well now. Sorry, apologies for that. Um, I am uh, here, thank you, Council, to present amending the employee handbook, resolution number 503. I'm going to share my screen if I can. Just a moment here. see the screen I wanted to start just with an introduction um, that the employee handbook contains the city's policies and procedures it was adopted first under resolution 104 in 1996 it's been revised a number of times including a complete review in 2017 and the most recent in September of 2021 uh, for this uh, revision we worked with outside employment council and the city attorney's office and made uh, primarily legal changes so the first category of changes in this is legal compliance uh, for example under the washington's uh, law against discrimination there are additional protections for lactating mothers um, <clears throat> protection for uh, genetic discrimination hair rights a uh, number of militaries that were uh, incorporated in this update of the of the handbook there's also th things around reasonable accommodation uh, particularly around pregnancy against the military that we've put in updates including some general statements of <clears throat> that uh, all status protected by law to ensure that we are compliant with washington state law second major category was around council recommendations for example around confidentiality to ensure that we were striking a balance between wanting to keep things confidential but also recognizing the requirements under public records act for investigations um, we clarified 
in there that even if it did not rise to a violation of federal or state law, that we would investigate uh, claims of wrongdoing or bad behavior. So we expended some things on the recommendation of council uh, to give us some more transparency and also I think reduce some of our risks of liability. The third major category was some practices that the city has adopted that we wanted to incorporate into the handbook. For example, in the most recent compensation study completed this summer, we made some practice changes in how we place people that are changing the ranges of their classification and how we place their step. And we wanted to put that transparently in the handbook uh, for documented and for everyone to, to know about that. We also had agreed um, earlier the last year on a 10% premium for encampment cleanup pay for many of our represented workers in Teamster 763. This was to bring that in compliance and, and match that for our non-represented folks. We have several within non-represented who are also um, in that position. So we wanted to document that to be in alignment. And then the fourth and final was formatting changes. Primarily we uh, reduced 165 uh, references to the word shall down to three and replaced that with the more kind of accessible will or must. And those were the final changes. We also, uh, thank you, Councilmember Roberts pointed out um, capitalization error on page 48 and that will be corrected in the final version brought to you on the 23rd of January. Those are all the main categories of changes and questions. Is this study items? Are there any questions or comments? Councilor Roberts. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Um, I know that uh, this, well, I'm looking on page 63 of the, um, the attachment A, which is um, around the sort of use of in possession of prescription non-prescription medication the uh, the proposed language says that the employee will immediately notify their supervisor of of um, the use of over-the-counter or prescription drugs that could prevent them from performing their job safely and effectively can you sort of explain to me I mean, the, most of this language is not new I mean the only the change here is to will immediately but can you sort of explain the philosophy behind that when I know that there are concerns that people might have about telling anyone what medications they are on and for many people, I mean, especially if they are end up working remotely, some of these job performance questions may not even sort of be appropriate or be come into play if you're working remotely or in a position where you're not forward facing, front facing, and working with uh, members of the public. Sure, and, and Councilmember Roberts, I just want to clarify: you're you're focusing uh, especially on the word immediately, or or kind of well, the general statement. Both. I mean, both. Okay. My uh, when I was reading through it, my the immediately sort of raised a flag, <laughs> but then sort of thinking about the whole. The whole thing. Um, I was sort of I, the questions about sort of what are we expecting employees to tell their. I mean, sort of just about any kind of medications they may be taking um, may be concerning, and some employees may not. And the whole 
and broadly, this whole section seems very sort of open and vague <laughs> in terms of when and why and. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I think we're trying to strike a balance here. I know we made some specific reference. We do have um, employees who are um, uh, com have commercial driver's license and they have federal requirements that are pretty strict on that. So we wanted to make sure we didn't um, miss something with some employees. We have employees in a variety of situations. Our main concern there, at least from my perspective, was that we wanted to make sure the burden was on the employee if they were impaired from performing their work in any way, uh, that the obligation and burden was on them to, to let us know and not for us to to be mind readers and guess on that. Um, I think the immediately was just we didn't want to get stuck, particularly in a sense where we may have some liability around it. In, as in all things where there might be personal things, we try to offer people the ability to come discreetly and, and confidentially to HR, to maybe more general statement with their supervisor, but we do want to make sure that the burden is on the employee to let us know if for some reason they are unable to perform their job. I'm not sure if that's responsive to your question, is that? No, it helps, and I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sort of slow this down because of that, but. I, I would say that is, this is for the safety of the employee if they're handling heavy machinery, or as Melissa indicated, if they're driving city right. vehicles and they may be impaired because of the medicine, it would be important that they share that with their supervisor. So yeah, correct. I mean, I'm just saying this is not this is not limited to that situation or those situations where go. someone might be working with heavy machinery. Um, I understand the CDL. I mean, that's a whole different thing, but I mean, sort of a regular administrative assistant saying when they might take a Benadryl. <laughs> I mean, it says that, I mean, that could affect their duties. It's written that they, the employee must <laughs> tell their supervisor when that happens. That seems, I mean, it's, I'm not going to pull this off the consent calendar or anything, but to the extent that there might be sort of wordsmithing in the future on around this particular item it may make sense to me. Margaret, did you have something to add? I, I was just, I think uh, Councilmember Roberts raised some um, interesting points and we certainly will take a look at some of those some more. I, I would like to point out that it's similar to um, an accommodation that the, the duty is on the employee to seek an accommodation. And the way I see this is sort of similar to that. If somebody needs to be on medication, then we, as you pointed out, if they're at home or something, there might be a way to accommodate them if, in fact, it's going to affect their ability to do their work. So I think those are, are points well taken, and we can take a, a bigger look at that. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Further questions or comments on 503? Right. Is there any objection to seeing this on the consent calendar? Thank you, Ms. Muir. Thank you. Next up is study item 8B, which is a discussion of ordinance number 978, which uh, amends chapter, five, chapter 220 and other chapters relating to compensation and salary uh, for boards and, and for city boards and commissions. It looks like Mr. Norris is going to be presenting live. 
Yes, thank you, Mayor. Good evening, Council. Uh, John Norris, Assistant City Manager, and in front of Council tonight uh, is discussion of Ordinance Number 978, as the Mayor just mentioned, uh, which would uh, propose to amend uh, three different chapters within uh, the Shoreline Municipal Code to provide for compensation for members of city boards and commissions. There we go. Um, as Council probably recalls, uh, you had a discussion of this um, at your strategic planning workshop uh, in 2022. Um, so Council did direct that um, staff move forward with this. This was also included in uh, the biennial budget that Council adopted in November. Uh, in looking further at implementation of this, it became clear that there actually is language in the municipal code uh, for both uh, the administrative chapter uh, related to the planning commission and for the parks recreation cultural services uh, slash tree board that they serve without compensation so the uh, proposed ordinance tonight would amend that um, to uh, provide for compensation uh, this also includes the salary commission uh, which is not seated um, every year uh, it's every four years uh, that section of the municipal code that enacted the salary com commission is silent on compensation, uh, but this ordinance would propose to add in language as well so that all three of those boards and commissions would be provided for compensation uh, as directed by the council as part of the budget process. And so this is uh, the language that is in the proposed ordinance, um, basically similar language that we are proposing to add in those three sections of the code uh, as they relate to the three standing boards and commissions, Planning Commission, Parks Board, and Salary Commission. Uh, the proposed Ordinance 978 as well does require development of administrative procedures, so that um, is where we would uh, draft kind of the how uh, of, of this. So what is the frequency of, uh, of compensation provided to the boards and commissions? Um, the rate you have already set uh, in uh, with the budget um, but basically kind of the mechanics of how this would work so that uh, staff is clear going forward uh, how uh, the board and commission members would be paid. With that, uh, there is no uh, action tonight as this is a discussion item, but um, staff would recommend adoption of Ordinance 978 when this is proposed to be brought back to you uh, for final action on January 23rd. With that, happy to answer any questions you may have. Questions or comments? Uh, yeah, my mind is a little blurry on the numbers which were in the budget. And so during the final presentation, if you can just uh, refresh our minds on that, that would be wonderful if we can see it on a slide. Yeah, so included in the budget um, was compensation for all members of the Planning Commission and the Parks Board at a rate of $50 per meeting. Um, off the top of my head, I don't recall what that total dollar amount was uh, but it was for no more than 12 meetings per year for the parks board and up to no more than 25 meetings per year for the planning commission planning commission meets typically twice a month okay so and that includes uh, members the youth members as well there are nine members of the parks board seven regular members two youth members and the seven members of the planning commission obviously we did not include funding for the salary commission as that they meet won't be meeting again for another four years. Salary Commission just completed their work most recently in 2022. 
Uh, the direction as well from council uh, at your strategic planning workshop is if there are any ad hoc um, committees or that are stood up for some reason. Um, so that funding wasn't necessarily included in the budget, but uh, there is additional funding in the city manager's office. So if there were to be a standing committee or excuse me, an ad hoc committee that were uh, stood up during this biennium, we would um, provide the same level of compensation for those members as well. Other questions or comments? All right, I think this is great. We've talked about this in the abstract. I'm glad to see it being implemented. The, the goal was to make sure that everyone can afford to be on a city board or commission so you don't ever have to choose between working a couple of extra hours to pay your rent or volunteering with the city. And the goal, of course, is to get a, a, an hourly amount or a, you know, a meeting amount that's fair enough to meet that goal without being so much that people are tempted to go after the positions for the money rather than because they want to be involved in the city. It, assuming about a three-hour meeting, that's a little more than minimum wage, but not much more than that. And for me, that's a good place to start. And I hope we take a look at this, we look at the composition of our boards and commissions on an economic level and find out whether it's it's enough to make sure that everyone who's in Shoreline can serve on these committees. So thank you to staff for putting this together, and I think all of us deserve some credit for, for supporting it. Um, I have not heard anybody on council say anything against it over the last year or so, so are we okay on consent? Okay, all right. Thank you, Mr. Norris. Thank you. Next up is study item 8C, which is a discussion of ordinance number 979, which is amending uh, SMC chapter 255 uh, housekeeping update along with term limits for the Parks Board. And I believe Ms. Kelly is presenting remotely. She is, and she is coming over as a panelist right now. Hi, Ms. Kelly, whenever you're ready. Good evening, thank you. Let me share my screen. Uh, again, good evening, Colleen Kelly, Director of Recreation, Cultural and Community Services, and I'm here tonight to talk about another proposed ordinance related to the Seattle Municipal Code governing the Parks, Recreation and Cultural Services Board uh, for the City of Shoreline. Uh, we have wanted to bring this update to the Council for some time, and with the opening of the code to address the compensation issues, we thought this would be a good time to address some other uh, uh, outstanding issues related to the code. So this proposed uh, ordinance would amend the current code uh, in a number of ways, one relatively substantive and the rest largely um, minor housekeeping issues. Um, and as noted in um, Mr. Norris's presentation just previously, the compensation issue will be addressed through ordinance 978, not through this ordinance, but both changes will get incorporated as we update the code. So for the purposes of this proposed ordinance, the changes um, that we are proposing, first of all, the subsection A is that we would replace the word leisure, which is a somewhat outdated term with the term recreation. And we'd also like to add a specific reference to public art in the delineation of um, duties of the board, um, since that has uh, not previously been included, but is a significant role for the board. Um, substantively, this is the, the most significant change. Uh, the ordinance allows for a maximum of three terms, um, and we are proposing to bring that down to two to be in alignment with uh, council interest as well as the uh, term limits for the planning commission. 
uh, and as noted in the staff report, um, this was shared in concept with the park board some time ago and, and received a favorable response from board members as well. Uh, we also will be updating the reference uh, to the staffing department, um, which currently is the Recreation, Cultural, and Community Services Department that has responsibility for providing uh, lead staff responsibilities to the board. And finally, there is a reference to forwarding meeting minutes to the city council, which uh, is relatively outdated since all of the meeting minutes are posted online and available um, easily to, to all. Uh, so we would propose um, removing that reference um, and kind of matching our current practice, which is to post them online. And similar to the prior, action, uh, prior item, there is no action required tonight, but um, staff would propose bringing this item back for council action on January 23rd. And if you have any questions, I am happy to take those questions now. All right. Any questions or comments on this ordinance? All right. Any objection to consent? No? All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Kelly. Thank you. And that actually concludes our meeting, and we are adjourned. Thank you.